Welcome to Joker Van. You like that, folks? Well, you don't even need to use a harmonica this time, necessarily. It would be better if you had a sax, frankly. Well, I can't, you know, it's... It's not in the budget yet. We got to get a couple more Patreon subscribers before we can start adding to the instrument collection over here. This is the very first non-Bob episode of Jokerman podcast. It sure is. And boy, did we pick a good one. Well, we couldn't, we couldn't not. We couldn't not do this. Have you heard this latest record <laughs> project? Have you, have you got my latest record project? Uh this is Latest Record Project, Volume 1, by Dan Morrison, and that's what we're going to talk about today. This is one, something one that and only. has been, I've been excited for, for, for a long time now. For it's over, been a long time coming. For months and months. Um, yes. During the pandemic time, which is now over, didn't wear my mask on the subway tonight. I was the only one not wearing it, but I'm double vaxxed and the CDC said it's fine. And in the spirit oh. of the show tonight, um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say like, great, back to vibing. Jokerman Podcast is here to uh, burn the masks and just, just, just play the fucking blues, man. Burn them because now it's allowed, you know, uh, not, not to digress too far, but uh, yeah, during the pandemic, I became really... Um, I, I, I started to love the music. I learned to love the music of the man, of Van the Man, Van Morrison. Yes. I was somebody who wasn't very interested, didn't know it, didn't care. Um, you know, I liked what I knew. I liked Moondance. I liked uh, Astral Weeks. But um, I found that uh, during the darkest days... Of the of the pandemic, which for me, you know, being totally honest, it was not dark. I I nobody I knew was um, killed by the disease, um, and I I was just like not working, and I was just like hanging out on the beach for a good See, chunk of it. You got that, folks? Round, round, everyone, round of applause for Evan for having such a great time during the pandemic. I'm just going to be honest. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people who had like a similar time to mine who will go online saying like how they're like still traumatized. It's like, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't that bad for me. And a lot of people I know, it wasn't that bad. Part of the reason it wasn't that bad is my point here is because in that nebulous liminal space of the pandemic time, I, um, I found the music of Van Morrison to be a, a soothing balm to um, those feelings of confusion, of alienation, of of uh, upheaval in the in the atmosphere, and um, it's because this man makes music that is just about um, the human condition. About the human condition, it really is, and he does it in a way that is sometimes unflattering. So I, I think some people, it's too real. For many folks, it is it is to something. Yeah, real is one way to phrase it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one way. But that's uh, that's what we're here to unpack. So yeah, so this is uh, just to just just for all the folks out there in in Jokerman Nation. Uh, don't worry, we're going to be back to Bob very shortly. We've got a big double shot of love coming up for his 80th birthday. Just stay tuned for that. Yeah, uh, that's coming next week. But uh, in the meantime, this week, uh, Evan and I figured we would we would test drive Jokerman uh, off the roads of Bob with a favorite uh, favorite artist of each of ours, and uh, uh, this you know Van is Van is up to bat. For and us. of course, Van just came out with this record, and that's what we're talking about today. It's latest record project, Volume One, a record which has stirred up some controversy, upset some people's apple carts. And um, actually got people talking about Van Morrison for the first time in a long time. Van, Van Morrison has succeeded in triggering the libs with the release of this album. I should say got certain people in the, in the media. <laughs> a word that comes up all over this record, the media. Um, 
people in the media, they didn't like the way that he talked about the media. And uh, we're going to explore why. We're going to talk about what this record is like, what's it like to listen to. And um, maybe we'll have a, a little bit of a an exploration of, of Van just overall. But that's what that's what you're strapped in right now for so you can turn it off if you want but um that's what we're going to keep doing so uh if, you're going to you're going to learn to love it folks if, yeah like van van's music you're going to realize that like you know actually um this is good this is great and he did nothing wrong <laughs> and i will i will level with everyone right off the bat here and just just so we're we're all on the same page i like maybe some of you listeners are uh, uh i i am not a, a van uh, a devotee or, or or a van head by any means so so um you know if you don't feel like you know a whole lot about van and are conversant in the deepest darkest crevices of his catalog don't worry me neither but that's why we have evan here to walk us through the long, long, uh, twisted, uh, and curvy road of Van's career. Um, I've got a question, uh, I guess right off the bat, Evan, uh, you know, uh, we, we, you mentioned a moment ago, you know, uh, certain folks in the media, uh, not, not too fond of this record. Um, and, uh, I think, I think a lot of people have, have been kind of put off by Van's, um, penchant for complaining, and uh and and being upset about certain things um and and i think a lot of people or some people at least seem to think that this is this is like a sudden sudden turn in in uh in his career he hasn't he hasn't been like this before but from what i understand from some of the songs you've sent me in the past uh this 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 streak of uh being rancorous and just generally pissed uh, has kind of extended throughout Van's career. Is that is that factually correct? It's factually correct. Yeah, he's been, <laughs> he's been bitching and moaning um, as like a main part of his songwriting for a long time. It's one of the things. It's one of maybe two or three or three or four main things that that kind of power his songwriting. Complaining the blues. I don't know the other ones. There's complaining songs for sure. There's the blues. Self-explanatory. <laughs> we could get into how there's fusions of those two. <laughs> There's also songs that are a separate category, like spiritual yearning. Mm, okay. Chop that wood, carry water. What's the sound of one hand clapping? Enlightenment, don't know what it is. And then there's ones that are, um, I don't know, what would the other category be? Uh, just being Irish. Sure. Songs where he's Irish. Irishness, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and uh, in in that with between all of those modes. There's many variations and subcategories. But this album, latest record project, I think it's safe to say, busies itself primarily with those first two. <laughs> Complaining <laughs> with, and the blues. With being with yes. It's a it's a, a record which poses the question, what if the blues um what if the blues was like something that you could sing while you're recording a video of yourself in your car in the parking lot what if instead of leaving a one star yelp review you could instead turn that into a blues song and write it and record it and release it on a 28 song double triple lp and make everyone get really pissed 
It's not actually like somebody recording a thing in their car. You know why? You know what's different? What's different? That's not making music. That's the difference. And and this this is more music that happens to use that as its uh, content, as its lyrical text. It uses complaining. It uses um, a feeling of being disrespected. I I never get any respect. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield reference. Yes. Um, it it uses that. Um, as sort of just the lyrical text, but really what this is, is it's just pure straight ahead blues a lot of the time. And it's great fun to listen to. If you can get on that, get on that wavelength, so to speak. Absolutely. That wavelength. Ben Morrison album wavelength. Oh, I didn't even see. These are the references right over my head. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here to cue it. So let's go uh, into the music. And discuss uh, this album, greatest record of the year uh, so far, its latest record, Project Volume 1. That first track, latest record, Project Volume. (laughs) It doesn't say Volume 1. Oh, it's not Volume 1. It's just latest record. That would have been just wild. But um, as it stands, this is a pretty wild song. I think it's hard not to not to get excited. I was so excited when I heard this because it's crazy to name a song this when you're like, that's it's wild. It's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, so like right off the bat, naming the record latest record project and having it be 28 songs long, uh, two hours and eight minutes. That's right. uh, But then. Then the 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 coup de gras, the the absolute like cherry on top, is the volume one part, indicating that there will be a volume two and potentially even a volume three of latest record project. Mm-hmm. And then not only do we have twenty eight songs over two hours of just you know down and dirty Irish blues coming our way, but the first song is also called latest record project and. Less do you think that he's going to say something different in this song? It's just kind of like a, a you know, kind of a, a fake out. Uh, listener, you you might be surprised to hear that the lyrics just go, have you got my latest, latest record record project. project? And the next line, you got my latest, latest record record project. project. <laughs> Not something from long ago. Not not something that you might know, right? Do you have the lyrics? Not something up? from so long ago. Not something that you might want to know, right? But something not some. So so here's so he's not something that you right might want to know. Not something from so long ago. Not something that you listener might want to know. But something I can relate to. I Van Morrison something can I relate can to relate to in the present. In the present. In the in present. The present. So. Right off the bat, this is the thesis <laughs> statement of this record. This gives you so much more than so much, so many. Re- what other record have you heard that really does this? You know, bands like uh, Arcade Fire, uh, St. Vincent will do shit like that, or high concept. Yeah, right. these high concept albums about like it's sort of just trying to like capture that uh, effervescent, uh, cutting edge magic of like fame by David Bowie songs Mm. about being famous songs about the artifice and the, the strange uh, nether realm that celebrities live in shit like that. This song cuts all of that away and gives you directly a big slab of, of just pleasant sounding music. I mean, it's, it's good to bop your head to and to, to you could drive while you're listening to this, you could, you could, you could clean your windows if you if you uh, mm-hmm, wanted mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. You know that song, "Cleaning Windows." Is that another Van song? Yeah. Nope. See, this is I'm 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 being taken to school already. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is music to play around the house. It's inoffensive, and uh, 
at the same time, it's just so honest. And it, it really is. Um, it, it's, it's Van telling you, this is not, this is just, this is might you might not like this, but I, this is for me and I'm just doing what I can do right now. I'm trying to be clear. I'm trying to be straight with you. This is my latest record project. He's announcing right off the bat, you know, this is, this is not for you. This is for me. This is for Van. This is not for anyone else. You can come along for the ride if you want. And, you know, the fact that it's being uh, put out, I was just in Amoeba the other day for the first time in a very long time. Uh, and, uh, the and new Amoeba like a, or which the Amoeba? New, the new Amoeba in Los Angeles. See, I haven't even been to the new Amoeba in Los Angeles. RIP the old Amoeba in Los Angeles. Yeah. The new one, you know, it's fun. All right. It's, uh, it's not the old one. Um, but, uh, right, you know, right up there in front, they had like a, a triple LP set, of like $45 for this, uh, this record. So a know, bargain, some, uh, <laughs> no price is too high. Uh, clearly some people are coming along for this ride, uh, or someone thinks some people are, uh, but for, as far as van is concerned, van is, van is doing it for van. Well, uh, he's doing it. It seems like he's doing it as almost an experiment with himself. This is just like, um. He's doing it, uh, and you get to see, to be there, and it's it feels generous to me. Do you think that? Do you feel like listening to this? You're like, don't you have a little bit of a feeling of like this is a a different kind of gesture from from an artist than we're used to? Not something I that mean, we're used to. <laughs> it uh, it certainly is a different kind of gesture. I think that's uh, that's maybe a good way of putting it. What what kind of gesture it is exactly? I can't say. I know for certain. It's certainly not a uh, you know. I I I I would find it difficult to call it an artistic gesture of, of any sort. Oh, uh, would just, you just just given the uh, the volume of music that we encounter on this record uh, and the just, um, uh, I think didactic could be a good way to, uh, uh, phrase it. Uh, some of the didactic lyrics, um, you know, I was, I was listening to a, a, a great van song, one that you made me aware of recently, uh, dweller on the threshold just the greatest, before we started. Perhaps. It's absolutely beautiful song. Incredible um, song. It just an absolute, just like maybe, the, the, maybe my favorite song, period. Ever. Yeah, possibly. Wow. I never get sick of that song. It's a good ass song. Uh, extremely vibes. Um, but, you know, that, that, the, the you know, there, there's a sense of mystery and magic, I think, to that song. Sure, but I, before you say and any more, I just want to point out that having listened to this more than one time, which you haven't, <laughs> and having read that interview where, well, I didn't, I heard that he said that, well, we can get into it later, but he said that this was satire. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I, I do think that what this record is, it's best understood, and maybe we can just get right off the bat. I th- I personally think, having sat with this album a little bit, that it's best understood as something in between satire and earnestness, and definitely as a um, unique type of record that that is trying something different. I don't think that this is a record that is uh, enjoyed when compared to some of the other heights of Van's career. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he's trying to do something different here. Cause if he were, if he were trying to put together a tight record as an artistic statement, he would put a, ele- he would pick his 11 best songs from this record, package them up and probably, you know, uh, you know, cuts, <laughs> cut some but, of the tracks that have been a little more incendiary. I don't know. But I he mean, does, he's, he's not trying to do that. He's doing something else. And that's, we totally should cool. also discuss though, that like, I feel like so many of the people who have shat on this record, just like, weren't even they don't even know that he put out a record like he puts out a record pretty much every year he put out right. one in 2019 does anyone talk about that one it has a uh, dark night of the soul on it and one of his a great song that's like him in, in in true van form it's like got everything you'd want 
from a great Van song. that mysterious quality and so i don't feel like he's suddenly lost that i i'm led to I don't feel know like he's, he's um, i just don't think that's he's the doing direction some, he's moving right he's intentionally doing something which i think sure, that uh sure. is just important to to note like the people who criticize this record would probably do well to look at his discography like with any kind of with any curiosity it's like even just like two years ago He's putting out records that have nothing that really are nothing to do with this. But we right. should move on to the next song because well, yeah, we do have twenty seven to, to get through. You know, I don't know that we're going to be able to nail each and every one of these with the same level of uh, in depth analysis that we just provided. Latest record, look, project. that's okay. Um, <laughs> latest record project, that's a great opener. I'm willing to say that. Fantastic. This is uh, where things just start to get interesting because. <laughs> With the next song, you're just starting to realize that, like, uh, this isn't, um, it's like Grandpa. Yes, it's music that they would make in terms of the sound, and it's also music that they would make in terms of, like, the uh, the questions and the, the statements that Van is putting across. Right. This is where have all, where have all the rebels where gone? Where have all the rebels gone hiding behind computer screens? Where's the spirit? Where's the soul? Where have all the rebels gone? God, I mean, I can't. Where's the lie? That's all I'll say. That's all I'll ask you. Where's the lie? You know? Where have all the rebels gone? You know what's something I like about this song, Ian, is... When he says, where have all the rebels gone? Well, if you pay attention to the way that he frames this song, um, it's, it's actually, it falls into that yearning category of Van music. Because it it actually um, it's kind of not as it's not as it's not like a cruel song. It's not um, it's not just like shaming people who aren't being rebellious. It's kind of like this wish that people would be more courageous. And there's lyrics that go like. Um, like wh- why don't they come out of the woodwork? Like why? Like why don't people get up out of their computer screen and be, be more authentic and be more, uh, live with more live moss? Truly, this is about living moss. <laughs> this whole album, really, you could think about. You say it that from way. behind your computer screen. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm broadcasting that. I'm I'm I didn't wear my mask on the train. You know. Right. Okay. Well, there's the answer. Where have all the rebels gone? They are they're right uh, they're here in Bedsty in, in my room. <laughs> it, it it's a fun you know it's a fun song. I, I think this one's a little more enjoyable to listen to than latest record project. Uh, it's got a nice kind of you know wavy guitar lick. Uh, it's kind of kind of fast paced. You kind of snap your finger, tap your toe to it. Uh, but you know, once again, I, I just I don't uh, I, I don't see. It's just it's hard for me. Uh, to, especially considering how much time you and I have spent over the last year, you know, just uh, 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 rapping back and forth on Bob and seeing what he is able to do as he ages and then seeing the direction that someone like Van goes in as he ages. It's just, I, I know they're different things. I know they're that, different. That, that I know they're different. That's it's just, sure. it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't float my boat the same way. And maybe it's because I don't have that that deep kind of personal link to this this character the way that you do. Um, I don't know that I have a deep link. I mean, I do, but I I feel like the link that one has to Van Morrison is not a deep one. It's more like a, it's a surface level almost. It's like he points things out in such a way that that feel it, it, he makes things feel uh, as obvious as they should feel. He points out the obvious, which is sometimes the most profound thing mm. to point out the obvious, not to be cryptic. It t- sometimes it takes somebody who's like kind of out of the loop to get you to see things from, from another, from a fresh perspective. 
Where have all the rebels gone? Waiting for someone else to make a move. Why are they sitting on the fence? Well, it's some kind of pretense. They're not saying much at all. Where have all the rebels gone? <laughs> you know, great question. Great question, Van. I, I just feel like you can't really hate on this record as like a critic. Starting with this song as just like exhibit A, it's like he's calling you out. He's saying you're behind, you're hiding behind a computer screen. You're afraid to. Yeah, like- this is certainly one of the tracks that that you know kind of um, uh, pissed some of the media off. Uh, and it should be noted, he wastes it should no be noted. time. I think yeah. he's probably you mentioned earlier. You know, Van releases a record every year, basically, um, and they don't. Uh, many of them don't seem to get the same level of press and attention that this one has. Not at all. Like right. they don't get any. Yeah, like, nobody even knows that three chords in the truth. Three chords in the truth. What a title! Three chords in the truth. Three chords in the truth is um, apparently how Harlan Howard described country music. Uh, uh, he called it three chords in the it. truth. Van Morrison, country music artist. He has a country album. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Pay the Devil. Pay the Devil. It uh, should the be devil. noted that I think this record has gotten the attention that it has um, uh, because, A, everyone has developed psychosis from being indoors for the last year and a half, and they don't have anything to do. Uh, and B, because Van is, this is, this is in, this is, you know, to his credit, I think, Van is absolutely willing to, uh, to step outside the bounds of, uh, you know, kind of the the traditionally accepted and approved discourse and opinions of the media and cultural elite. Uh, and them seeing someone so willing to do that, and especially someone who is not only willing to do that, but is willing to call them out, ask them, where have all the rebels gone, uh, and and confront them about hiding behind their computer screens. You know, they've they've kind of taken. It, it's almost like he's he's laid a trap, uh, and they have just stepped. They have just stepped right into it, and the rake has hit them in the face. They've got the pie on the face. They're in the dunk tank, and Van is having a great time. Yeah, it's a Rube Goldberg machine of uh, <laughs> traps. I think both of us can understand. We both see. We both feel that twinge. That even when you just read that phrase. Where have all the rebels gone in 2021? There are ideas that you have about that. And we both know that there are people out there in this who are like prominent in the media landscape who would read that phrase, especially said by somebody who's white and old and um, just immediately decide that they must be wrong. I think it's worthwhile to ask like, why What's so threatening about the idea? Well, I would, you know, uh, I, no, b- before we tip too far, before I tip too far over into a uh, van adoration, I, I would uh, probably just say I think there are there are more, uh, uh, you know, troublesome uh, quotes and lines and songs on this record uh, that I think most of the, most of the attention has been focused on, less so than we should probably reference that the. the uh, Look, the, the the rollout, the preamble to this record involved, um, frankly, it was a terrific album rollout in terms of getting uh, PR. Uh-huh, he definitely has attention. gotten attention. No such thing as bad press. Well, the uh, the few songs that were kind of like vaguely mm-hmm. anti-lockdown, which yeah, I made... Vaguely, vaguely anti-lockdown, like no more lockdown. <laughs> He's anti-lockdown. That's That's clear. But like why and how he want like the reasons behind that the ideology. That's right, the ideology seems to be no more lockdown, songs. just so that he can get back to playing the blues. Yeah, yeah, the no more. He doesn't want people coming up with fake bullshit to keep this going. And frankly, as this has progressed and as things have gotten better lately, at least in the United States. You can definitely tell that there are some people who kind of, in a weird way, don't want this to end. They don't want the pandemic to be yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, it's... it. There are people who, like, sort of have gotten used to it in a way that feels a little bit weird. Like, the there are people who seem to get off on, like shaming others publicly. I do think that we should uh, note and realize that a lot of this 
you know, kind of uh, fracas is taking place, not in reality. Like, this is all, all of these opinions, all of this shaming, all of this fighting and this pitter-patter, this is all basically contained exclusively within Twitter.com. Behind computer screens. I think that's, that's just... Something to keep in mind is, you know, this 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 war between Van and the media and all of these other folks involved in this. This is like none of it. None of it is. Re- this is all kind of self-contained in this this like this bubble that has no actual impact on reality whatsoever, uh, which it does uh, have an impact, though. That's that's the thing that that I think he's addressing in this song is that. As long as people are spending seven hours a day on their phone, like well, that impacts spend- reality. And as somebody who I'm sure he doesn't like have one, it's like these are kind of like the 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 weird in a weird way, like some of the more authentic voices are are just gonna be from people who like are old enough to like never have had a cell phone. So like they are gonna be like viewing everything that we all do and view as normal as kind of like uh with a, a jaundiced yeah, eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hiding behind computer screens. That's like some, the main thing in this. And it's like, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, the next song, though, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> the next song is really fun. When I was listening to it, it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> Psychoanalyst's ball. <laughs> I don't even know, like, if I can pretend to tell you, like, what exactly the point of this is. I think I know what the point of the last one is, as I've, like, you know, waxed pretty, pretty heavily on it. This seems like a, this seems like a pretty straightforward anti, anti psychology, psychiatry, mental health kind of thing. Yeah. When you try to break every rule, I'm sure you this still is fantasize a, everything's cool. Can we help you with all your trouble and strife? Keep coming back every week for the rest of your life. Will it ever make any difference at all huh. at the psychoanalyst's ball? You know, I, I guess I do know what this is about. Don't I don't take your antidepressants the other folks. day. It's about. Well, uh, I was talking with my girlfriend just about how, like, you know, we were kind of like, well, what is the um, the point of therapy? Like, does it well, work? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, it has worked for me in the past in the limited times that I've done it, but I'm not currently attending any therapy sessions. No. So it sounds like you go to the, the psychoanalyst ball every week. I do. And I, I don't, um, I do all the talking, like, you know, like I don't really get, um, that much feedback. Maybe that's, that's just how it is sometimes. But, um, let me ask you this, Evan, does it change your mood? Does it, change your mind or have you left all your problems behind these are the questions <laughs> keep coming back every week for all the answers you seek to the psychoanalyst <laughs> ball i mean he is kind of calling out how you know in your more cynical moments i think everybody who's gone to therapy goes is this just like am i a sucker is right. this a racket and uh there's a good show actually that's kind of about this um, the Sopranos. Have you seen that? No, not for, no, not for <laughs> a pretty good show. That's kind of they do. It does touch on this. I feel you know. Honestly, I I see some similarities between Van's outlook here and Tony's outlook. The, you know, the the strong silent type, the Gary Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Where have all the rebels gone? Well, Van's type is actually the strong. Loud type. That's true. Absolutely. It's the opposite of the strong silent type. He's like, where'd the strong fucking annoying guys go? <laughs> um, moving on from the psychoanalyst ball. Uh, we, we might need to just kind of hopscotch through some of the highlights here. Uh, if we've spent 40 minutes on three songs of latest record. Project. No good deed goes unpunished is an, is the next song. Um, I think that uh, just to go to your point about the interest of time, taking that in consideration, uh, we can lump it right ahead with the, the song that goes after that, which is just to point out that there's the next two songs are, are No Good Deed Goes Unpunished, followed by Try to Do, the, to right do thing. the Right Thing, a song in uh, No Good Deeds Goes Unpunished where um, 
he uh, he talks about t- getting great <laughs> seats at a restaurant at the top <laughs> restaurant table. These lyrics are and so taking, funny. Taking his wife to the opera and she was not impressed. And he's just like, just try. Gave uh, her a million euro. Said that it wasn't enough. How come when she's fit and able, she's still too lazy to go out and work? No amount is enough for her. I feel the emptiness inside. It's the greed and everything she needs, but she'll never be satisfied. No good deed goes unpunished. When you read that, when you read those <laughs> lyrics, I feel that like throwing throwing these petty grievances that would have just happened in any marriage, like up in it and throwing in like yeah, these, I petty, feel the these petty grievances, inside. like giving your wife one million dollars that happen in every marriage. One million euro. Yeah. <laughs> um it's the it's the point of it, you know you know the mm-hmm. uh, the general point. Well, it sounds it sounds about. like you have you're identifying here with with Van and the no good deed well, goes on. You know what I'm saying is that everybody can identify with this, but nobody wants to. Wow, that's what is true, and that's what's really profound about <laughs> about some of Van's music and and most of what's on this record. I think that it's uncomfortable to identify with because it is like looking in a mirror. It is like looking in a mirror. It is like. Going to therapy. It's sort of <laughs> cathartic to hear these selfish thoughts just like <laughs> put out onto the record. It, it, not not totally unlike certain songs by uh, another great troubadour, Lou Reed, who has so many songs that are just like about being selfish, about being um, a- abusive in various ways. These ugly emotions. That's true. That, um, I, are kind of a the the thing that this record does even which is even worse <laughs> in a way is it doesn't even have that like it's harder to imagine that it's actually like coming from a place of ironic distance. It just feels like straight well, up. That's like the he's th- just, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think I think when Lou does shit like that, like there's there's clearly an element of a self-awareness there that that I think is not not terribly present here with Van. I don't know though because when it comes to Lou, as self-aware as he was, we know that he wasn't not being a bad partner and a bad person right. at times. Like he uh, it, to his um, you know bad person, um, whatever that means. There's just an honesty that kind of binds both of them. And this record is honest. It is honest. We can't, I I cannot deny that there. So uh, you you heard it here, folks. Just um, instead of going to the psychoanalyst ball every week, just listen to this record. It it is therapy. (laughs) You will be fixed of your BPD, of your schizophrenia, of your self hatred, of your depression, of your suicidal tendencies. Just well, it can listen. go both ways. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can you can listen to this and have a little bit more insight, or you can listen to it and just decide like that's right. <laughs> uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Into tried to do the right thing. Um, into well, tried to do the right thing. Do we even need to talk about that? Yeah, it's, it's just you know, I think we get the picture on that one. It's kind of an extension of no good because I'm punished. If you can, if you can believe it, um, the long con. This is, is really a showstopper here, uh, Evan. Do you know? Do you know what a targeted individual is? Yeah, I do. Can, can you explain it to the folks at home? Well, um, I don't know that he knows what this means. I mean, I'm. What it means is people who have a um, fully blown delusion that they are being <laughs> followed by strangers and are uh, being uh, made the the subject of like a not only not only just nefarious plot to destroy their lives, right? Um, and not only just followed, but like actual like magical technological apparatuses. Are, it's full blown like tinfoil hat like yes it's fu- it's it's like brainwaves electronic harassment electro uh magnetic torture or psychotronic torture is Do you know about that guy in in the valley who's like famous for being obsessed with this and thinks that um that's that's what's happening to him, and he's like banned from like every Starbucks in the San Fernando Valley. I didn't know Van lived in the San. Fernando. 
Uh, Google targeted individual, uh, everyone out there in Jokerman land, uh, you're going to have, you're going to have yourself a good time there. Uh, Van, whether or not he knows what it is, uh, seems to believe that he is one of these. Um, and, well, uh, he says the, the phrase in the song, but I don't know that, that he knows exactly what he's saying. Well, he seems to, you know, he seems to be pretty suspicious of someone out there. Have to get to the bottom but of who's he's talking the about. The, he's talking about the judge. Four judges screwed over. me over, backed me uh, up yeah, against the wall. Things don't have a voice. I think I don't have a voice. Want to just get me to go away and give up the fight. Well, I'm going to keep on fighting because I'm fighting for my life. Van seems to believe that his life is being threatened by somebody, but who that person is, it's a little unclear. The judge, the four judges. The four judges, yes. So when people talk about this record being paranoid, this is a good example of that. And I think there are some, you know, there are there are quite a few overreactions uh, to some of the questions that Van raises here. Why are you on Facebook? Is an extremely valid question. Uh, don't even get to there. Well, yet. we will get there in, in due time. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, that there is that's a great question to be asking of everyone these days. Uh, but targeted individuals, you know, that's uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one with a just a little little grain of uh, grain, grain of salt on that one. Yeah. But who am I to say? Thank God for the blues. One of the funniest songs I've ever heard. One of the best songs <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so we go from the long con, I'm a targeted individual, to the next song. This is really just... Thank God, thank God for the blues. Just thank God. Thank God. For the blues. <laughs> I haven't been listening, you know, like as I go, I should really, really put that on. Just now. There's inspiration. There's meditation too. There's information about a certain point of view, the way out, the way out, the way out is always the way through. Mama had him. Papa had him too. Thank God for the blues. The way out is through. He's saying, go through your troubles. You got to, I think this this sort of a break in the, in the action where he's kind of stepping back. He's going, um, you know, what I'm doing is I'm doing therapy through music for myself. That's what he's saying. I say. I think he's going. You know, thank God for the blues because how else would I get out of? How else would I get through this harrowing situation of being a targeted individual by four judges? Nothing. That's sing, a great point. It just what, it, if the he blues. didn't have the blues, he would not. Uh, he he wouldn't be able to go on. I don't even want to think about my life without, <laughs> without the, blues. the blues. Being in a, a targeted individual myself, <laughs> you know, when I'm walking to work or I'm walking around and in New York City and it's a nice day and I see that um, everybody who I walk past is looking at me and then doing a, a little motion with their earpiece and like talking to a sinister demonic force right. about me. Oh, right, right. I say to myself, well, whoa, thank God for the blues <laughs> and blues music because <laughs> otherwise this would be unbearable. Just <laughs> <laughs> writing a blues song that just sounds like the most replacement level Canyon Club bullshit you can imagine and just singing over and over again, thank God for the blues. It's 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 beautiful. This is this this made me, this brought an enormous smile to my face as soon as I heard it. It's fantastic. Again, where's the lie? And uh, <laughs> to make that transition, the next song is called "The Big Lie." Here's the or lie, or just "Big Lie." Big lie. Yeah. Big lie. Yes. What uh, do we know? What the big lie is? Um. He says it was all a big lie. Okay, so it was all okay. Everything is the big lie. There was no cake to bake. There was no more to break. There was no heart to ache. There was no time to waste, no food to taste, no love to take, no heart to break. There was no heart to break. There was too much at stake. There were no rules to make. It was for goodness sake. Try to keep me awake, uh, but there was no heart to break. These are these are just some of the brilliant lyrics that Van is is giving to us these days. Yeah. 
He's saying that everything is a lie. <laughs> everything is kind of fake. He's, this is, in a way, a very existentialist song. Interesting. Okay. Next song is a few bars <laughs> early. Um, this is sort of about how... It's kind of a clever one fate, here. Fate. It's about how fate can kind of come into your life in, in curious ways. That's what I take away from this. It's, you know... Maybe I came in a few bars early. Maybe that seemed like a mistake at the time. But, you know, I, if I didn't come in a few bars early, I wouldn't have met you. So it's kind of, it is clever. It's kind of cute. And it it, it has a, a good message in a way. You know, it's saying that sometimes you think you messed up. You you did something that you thought threw your plan out of, uh, out of whack. And, uh, and yet there, there's a silver lining sometimes. Mm. Things just kind of uh, a simple twist of fate. This, that's what this song is like. It, it, it's yes. like the song A Simple Twist it of Fate. It is exactly like and exactly as good as A Simple Twist of Fate. Yeah. It hurts me too. So this is a cover, uh, a song that is made famous by many other artists. Um, do you know the song It Hurts Me Too? I don't know that I do. I think you actually do know this song. It's on self portrait. Is it? That's right. What? It hurts me too. Wow. Oh. But uh, my favorite version is by Karen Dalton. Wow. It's also covered many times by the Grateful Dead, the Rolling Stones. Uh, it's a huge classic uh, of, of blues. And Van Morrison somehow somehow makes this song, which originally goes, you know, when things go wrong with you, it hurts me too. A song about empathy, a song about uh, the connection you have with a loved one. Um, and he kind of makes it just like all about All him. about himself, absolutely. He, said, he frames it like, can you believe that it actually hurts me too? Isn't that it, like, I can't believe that it actually hurts me. Isn't that fucked up too? There is something kind of perfect about this. Like Van, you know, thinking about this a little bit more, he does really kind of seem like an ideal avatar of like the fading boomer generation of these people with these just like life lives of regret and nothing to show for it. Van, not Van, obviously he has plenty to show for it. No, he has no regrets. Mm, well, I don't, to, <laughs> the lady doth protest too much, methinks. But when you're th- his age and you're still making music and seemingly having such a fun time, that's one thing we should address. It seems like he's having a good time doing this. It does seem like he's having a good time. I, honestly, it, this seems like what he was doing the same way that we did this dumbass podcast. Just started it as a way to pass time during a pandemic. And then it exactly. turned into the greatest thing that we've ever done in our entire lives. Just like the things will will be remembered for. Just probably. like latest record project, the greatest thing that Van has ever achieved in his entire life. Right. Uh, next song, talking about thesis statements. I think this one, this one is is up there with uh, with some of the lines there in latest record project. Uh, I am, of course, talking about only a song. You could think of it as a thesis statement, or you could think of it as what I sort of think of it is as a disclaimer. (laughs) This is a great mid record song that just says, um, none of this shit matters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's only a song. So like any of this made you mad, like that's your problem. But on another level, it's kind of profound, isn't it? Is it? Is it? I'm asking you, do you think that it's a little bit profound that um, to listen to a song that just even addresses the the idea of writing a song? Who's doing that? Wow. You know, this. it reminds me of Academy Award winning motion picture, The Artist, uh, a movie about making the movies. And it's silent. <laughs> and then it goes into, you know, because it's during the, you know, it's, it's, it's very meta. Only a song... 
I think this is a great tune. I also would like to take this moment to address that the cover of this record and all of the incredible, um, all of the videos that went along with it are so awful. And <laughs> it looks like he. It looks Flash like Flash animation that he it looks like he hired someone on Fiverr. That was literally what it. I was going to say. He hired some some dumb asshole on Fiverr and he turned this around in 10 minutes and he just said, "You know, this is great. I'm done." But I have to give him uh just another another respect point because uh it actually works perfectly with a record where only a song is one of the main singles. You know, a record called Latest Record Project. One of the main singles, only, only a, song. a song. It's just a song. It's a very strong aesthetic direction uh, for Van. The video for this just looks like, um, it's what I imagine like children in, in fifth grade watch now, like to learn about math. Right. The worst detail is that as like a fake film grain effect on like, it's like a jumping digitally animated ball. Yeah, it looks extremely cool. But it's only a song. It is only a song. There's also a great t-shirt uh of this uh this logo that's literally just this this red and orange arrow and it just says Van Morrison on it. Did you notice the detail about the cover and about the whole uh motif that I, they they use? You tell me. There's a little square. All of them are circles, but he's a little square. That's Van. Oh, where's the square? Take a look. Take a look at that album cover. Wow. Wow. See, that's wow. Van. Wow. I, there it is. <laughs> he's a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, he's just like going with the energy. You know, you could say that it's sort of moving in it, that arrow. Moving to the right. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. And he's moving to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Diabolic pressure. This is where the record, I think, starts to get a sort of second wind. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, we start to get into diabolic pressure. I don't know. What do you think this song's about? I think this song's about a... Uh, Heart disease. Diabetic pressure. <laughs> Keeps getting worse for it gets much better. Keeps killing you, killing you, killing you, killing you, bringing you down. So diabolic pressure, you know, it's just about diabolical pl- pressure. It's about like the, uh, that feeling that you, you, you feel as a little square going along with all the little circles. Not working for you, not working for you, not working for you no more. Not working for you, not working for you, not working for you no more. You know, it's like a it's like a mantra. He's kind of just repeating it over and over again. There's some there's almost a Zen uh, uh, approach that you get uh, by the end of it. Just doesn't ring true is something he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, working for me, working for me, working for me, working for me. Ooh, working for me, working for yeah. me, working for me, working for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. Words, the words of an Irish poet. Deadbeat Saturday Night is a little <laughs> bit less um, mysterious. Deadbeat, this is another great one. A lot of fun here. This is one of the the great songs. Um, this is one of the great songs on the album. Uh, Deadbeat Saturday Night. It's kind of a great, and if it came from any other artist who is maybe less controversial, I think a lot of people would find it to be a fun song about the pandemic. But, but it comes from Van Morrison. It's a deep <laughs> cut from the latest record project, Volume One. Nobody listens to this, and if they do, they probably like it. But if they <laughs> have to because they're reviewing it for Pitchfork, they probably think this is some kind of. Um, they'd probably barely listen to it and just chalk it up to some more bullshit. Um, that's where we come in, and we can acknowledge that it's kind of a cute little song about how. I wish people were having fun. I think he wishes he was having fun. He can't smoke. He can't drink. He can't have sex. It's just a deadbeat Saturday night. Him and everyone else. He's saying, Mm. why is there's no shows, you know, there's no, 
there's no there's no blues. There's no way out in sight. There's no on the contrary, there's nothing but blues. Well, it's nothing but blues, but you you can't there's no blues to play. No blues uh, to there's, hear. There's there's nothing but blue blue funk the next song. Perfect. Um, um blue funk. So, I I would use this opportunity to point out a terrible piece of content that was churned out by Variety, whatever the fuck Variety is mm, anymore. Mm, I mean, mm. do you even know like what they do? I don't know. Well, they do listicles about the uh, 10 craziest Van Morrison lyrics. They're just one of those endless uh, legion of websites where you like click on it because it seemed interesting. And then you get like a picture of like a starfish and it'll be like, you only need to eat this. <laughs> it's a picture of like uh, uh, Megan Fox in Transformers, like leaning over a car with her breasts out and uh, with the caption like, You'll never believe who has six toes on their yeah. left foot. You'll come in five seconds. Different, those are, that's a different website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blue Funk is a song that, uh, anyway, Variety. Do you have that Variety? Piece, I mean, calling it a piece is kind of whatever that is. A piece yeah, of space junk. It's not junk. a piece. It's a uh, it's a post. Uh, you know, th- these are all posts. Uh, yeah, but no, guess no what? It was piece, cited by the L.A. Times. Was cited by the L.A. Times. Uh, yeah, and their and, hit piece. So, so the one I think that you're uh, that that you're mentioning here uh, is number four on the ten. A list of the ten craziest, craziest lyrics, lyrics from Van Morrison's. Latest album. What's the one from from Blue Funk that was so crazy? What was the crazy thing that he said in this song? Got to get out of this blue funk. Stop listening to the mainstream media junk. You know, when I hear that lyric, Ian, I just think that that must be somebody who is mentally ill. He's crazy. He's absolutely off his gourd. We know that mainstream media is not junk. It is actually some of the best thing. It's very healthy and it's very good to watch all of that. It's all good. It's all true. And uh, they all deserve a medal and a cupcake for doing these jobs. It's very bad for somebody to say that in the mainstream media is um, junk. It's actually crazy to say that. Yes. So here's, you know, here's, here's part of the, re- you know, God bless our former president. Boy, could no one make me laugh like him. Uh, but here you is know, one of the... I, of all the shit that I've said in this episode, <laughs> all of the things I've said, just sort of facetiously, you are the one who just said, God bless our former president. I'll just uh, have you know that all of the blame for the people who have unfollowed us at this point, who have decided this is a, a bad podcast, it's because of you. A lot of the things that Donald Trump stood for and advocated for um, uh, even if there was a hint of truth to some of them or or uh, he came at correctly, but just from an incorrect direction, just by virtue of the fact that he became the avatar of these things, everyone in polite society now just reflexively disagrees and, and completely moves in the opposite direction. And I think there's absolutely something to be said. A lot of uh, the mainstream media junk, no question about it. I, I would love to get behind. I, I'm 100% behind that behind that statement. Uh, it is and, junk. Uh, it's all junk. It's, it's and terrible. you do got to get out of that blue funk. You got to get out of the blue funk. That's, that's what, what we want to leave you with because the next, uh, episode of this, it, it's going to be for Patreon only. Cause like, if you want to hear the rest of this, you're, you're ride or die. You're real sicko. We want you on our team. Uh, so if this was enough, then like, cool. It's okay. You know, you should listen to this record at least one time, like Ian did. Yes, and like maybe me. <laughs> like four times, like kind of passively, like I do. Like Evan did. Just because I'm like kind of fascinated by it. And um, I, I, if I could leave you non-Patreon people with anything about this record, I would just say um, take a take a moment to reflect on how few people we have left who even have former glories to defile.
isn't kind of beautiful to see like somebody who made one of the great albums of all time. Um, do this. Well said. Uh, join us next time uh, when uh, I'm picking up the torch, and uh, I think we'll be joined by a pretty fun guest to talk about one of my favorites uh, and their latter-day efforts. Not a recent uh, release, but certainly a, um, a post-prime release, as is our area of focus here on Jokerman Podcast. When I said one of the greatest albums of all time, I was talking about Beautiful Vision. Joker Van. It's only a song It's only a poem that could change in the long run It's only a song It's what I said then just to make it rhyme Could have been on my mind at the time Putting paper to pen It's only a song It's only a song Could be back to front just to get it to work It's only a song Get it to jump, get it to swing, so I can sing it. Only a song, when everything's said and done, at the end of the day, in the warmth of the sun, it's only a song, in the winter snow. When the pigments march along and go home, it's only a song.